Let's pray over the word, though. Uh, would you stand with me and just ready your hearts to receive? Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for the calling of the Holy Spirit on our lives, that you have made us to be a set-apart people in a set-apart generation, that we are not ordinary. We accept the charge. We accept the mandate. We accept the proclamation that we are super ordinary, that we are set apart, that we, we are even your Gideon people in this day. We are your Gideon people. We are a tribe of warriors. We are those who hear the Spirit, and we are those who see the enemy defeated. We thank you for it today. We thank you for your call on our lives. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. I want to talk to you today about the sign and wonder movement. I really think that the Holy Spirit is releasing us into a sign and wonder movement, and I really believe that it's not for just a select few that this sign and wonder movement is going to encompass the entire church. That there is a shift to the entire church. And one of those reasons is because it is the most powerful avenue of the Holy Spirit to transform a life. And God has some transforming to do. God has some transforming to do. And... As we're aware of everything that's happening around us, that we're aware of what's happening in culture, we're aware of what's happening in our cities, we're aware of what's happening, uh, and it's really the outgrowth of godlessness. It's the outgrowth of an antichrist spirit. It's, an, it's the outgrowth of years and years of the development, like a, a almost in our culture, but also globally, a restoration of the demonic and a, a restoration, a, a growing movement that's been happening, uh, wherein uh, 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 not only has the enemy been developing and uh, growing uh, a crowd of followers, but he's been stealing uh, the very institutions that were raised up by the church, that were developed by the church, be it education, be it government, be it science, whatever it is, uh, the enemy's been invading and stealing. And we, at the same time, uh, as Christians, not New Horizon people, but as Christians, we have been uh, uh, letting go of those things. We've almost been, as a people, expecting those things because of our eschatology, our worldview. We've been actually anticipating that this is the way it had to go, that, that evil has to get worse, things have to get worse, the Antichrist... Uh, has to come into rule. We're all going to have to face the mark of the beast unless the rapture gets us out of here. And so in some ways, we've actually been cooperating with darkness. And, and, and now that we're kind of at this place, I hope that you are aroused. I hope that you're awakened. I hope you're stirred up. And I hope that something within you is saying, no, I don't think so. There were 88 reasons why the Lord was going to come back in 88. Remember the book? And he didn't do it. It was the end of a generation after Israel became a nation. He didn't come back at the end of 88. We're a long ways past that. 
And I hope that there's something within you left of the Spirit of God that has a fight in it and about it. And I hope you're ready to fight. I hope you're ready to fight to grow the kingdom, to build the kingdom, to win souls, to save souls, to see the work of the Lord increase. And rather than give up, rather than let go, rather than hide in your container in Idaho, I'm hoping that you are rather willing to fight. And, and as we've been declaring out of Revelation 12, 11, be an overcomer. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives even unto death. I hope that that's your heart, that's your spirit. Can I get an amen in the house? So I believe that one of the things that God is doing, he is awakening, releasing, and this has been something he's been building, uh, knowing that we were coming into this very moment. This has been building over the last 10 or 20 years. He's releasing uh, a, a, a signs and wonders movement. I heard Cheon uh, just, just the other day, I don't know if some of you caught his interview, but he leads the network that we're a part of, and he was being interviewed by Mario Murillo. So there's a couple of fiery guys right there. And, uh, you know, Che was just relating how, uh, how radically his life changed. And it speaks to signs and wonders, how radically his life changed. He was a drug addict. He was a liberal. He was a pro-abortion, pro-choice. Kind of, I mean, this, he, was, uh, he was a progressive. He was, he was everything. Uh, uh, he was an anti-God, anti-Christ young man until the Holy Spirit confronted him with signs and wonders, until he was wrecked with the power and the love of the Holy Spirit, and it radically changed his life. And now, as you know... Uh, the, uh, the ministry that we're a part of, there's over 25,000 churches and ministries as a part of that, uh, which he is the leader. And their goal for HIM is to plant 10,000 new churches in California in the next decade. God's not done. God's not done. But signs and wonders are such a key uh, to what God wants to do. Signs and wonders are a, a, a way that the Holy Spirit breaks through all of the resistance, all of the arguments, all of the negativity, all of the political views uh, that a person might have. There's nothing more powerful to break through all of that than signs and wonders. It's our strongest weapon against the enemy. The strongest weapon we have is a miracle performed in the life of an unbelieving person. And uh, I think it's part of the marathon that we're called to embrace. Some of you know, uh, we should set our mind and our heart on a marathon, not on a sprint. In other words, if we get sprint-minded, if we think that maybe... Uh, God's going to solve this in uh, everything we're facing, not just in the States, but globally. If we think God's going to solve this in just a short time, we may get prematurely discouraged. We, wanna, we want to go after the changes that are necessary and needed 
And again, this is just one spoke, one prong. Signs and wonders are one spoke and one prong. But when it comes to ministering to those that don't know the Lord, those who have a political view, a an educational view, uh, a, a persuasion, a lifestyle view that is diametrically opposed to the Word of God, the kingdom of God, the things of God, the presence of heaven on earth, this one spoke, this one prong, this one aspect is one of the most critical aspects that could possibly we could possibly employ. And, and I was thinking... Don't you know that's one of the reasons why the enemy has come up with all sorts of reasons why it's passed away, why we shouldn't believe for this, why it doesn't exist anymore, why this isn't for Christians, it isn't for believers. Just a quick cursory look uh, through the internet as I'm preparing the message uh, so much garbly goo out there against signs, wonders, and miracles. Theological reasoning, philosophies, spiritual gymnastics that completely contradict the Word of God. Boy, the Word of God will sure shed a lot of light on Opinions and commentaries. Won't it? Let's look at, uh, and I, I, you know, as we're kind of facing the environment that we're in right now, I've been thinking a lot like, you know what, the first, the early church was facing even a worse environment, and they didn't let it shake them. If they did, they shook it off. Everything we see right now in not only the global climate, but also everything we see right now that contradicts the Word of God, the glory of God, the leadership of the Spirit, the truth of God's Word, who we are even as people. Right? Evolution, creation. That we didn't evolve, that we actually have a Father that created us. Everything we see, they were facing similar or worse philosophies, attitudes, violence, spirits, and they didn't let it shake them or they shook it off. And what persuaded, what, what made the difference, what gave them breakthroughs in Corinth, what gave them breakthroughs in Ephesus, what gave them breakthroughs all throughout Asia Minor, all of those cities, uh, Colossae, any city we would name that Paul wrote to, what gave them the breakthroughs predominantly was signs and wonders. It's going to be no different with us. This is why many times the things we're, we're posting, we heard Mark and Derek talk about it last Sunday as they were with us. Many times the things we're posting, maybe some of the arguments we're throwing out there, why we love to get truth out there. Uh, uh, we wish truth were more uh, welcomed. Many times uh, the, the argument of truth, though truth is super important and it has a time and a place, but many times it's not going to be received 
because the resistance that the person has who's receiving the truth needs to be broken down by something supernatural. I loved what Mark shared last week is that in an instance where he showed love, it wasn't long that there was a phone call because there was an emergency and somebody needed prayer. When somebody needs prayer, you have the sign and wonder breakthrough and the miracle in your mouth and in your heart to release that on their behalf. That's what's going to shift philosophies, thinking, perspectives, is that we're going to grow more and more into a sign and wonder people and more and more into a sign and a wonder church. Can you say amen to that? 1 Corinthians 2.4, my message and my preaching, this is Paul writing to the Corinthians. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. The shift that came to Corinth was the shift of signs and wonders. The scripture is so clear about instance after instance after instance. Listen to Mark 16, 15, and let's go there real quick. And he said to them, by the way, this is typical for you. Say, this is typical for me. What is? Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders follow your life. They accompany you. You're a signs and wonders person. Yeah, come on, come on, come on. I, 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 just there for a moment, I thought I was at the wrong church. You're a signs and a wonder person. Signs and what? Let's read it. Let's read it. Let's read it. Mark 16, 15. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. Of course, we know they're already under condemnation. They're already condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak with new tongues. By the way, predominantly, uh, in that case, it's speaking in the tongue of the language of a person you're encountering of whose language you don't know. So the reference here, with regard to signs and wonders, may not be you praying in your spiritual prayer language. The sign and the wonder here is that you're enabled by the Spirit to speak in a language of someone that you don't know. It could even be the language of somebody you encounter who knows English, but they, already have a, they also have a second language. And then God gives you a message for them in their second language as a sign. A prophetic sign. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And by the way, uh, that isn't intentional. You don't need to do that. Uh, David does that over in Thailand, but you can, you can stay away from that if you want. He's got some good swinging snake stories. <laughs> Grabbing them by the tail, swinging them and throwing them a long ways away. When they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. Now, by the way, this stuff has actually happened to people. This actually happened. This actually happened. These kinds of things happened to Paul and to Peter. And they will place hands. They will lay hands on sick people and they will get well. 
Verse 19. After the Lord had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. And then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by signs that accompanied. This is like, this is like potatoes and gravy, church. You aren't to have one without the other. These accompany one another. Signs and wonders accompany the word. The fact is, whenever we have an opportunity to bring the word, we should endeavor then to confirm it with a sign. Whenever we have an opportunity to bring forth a sign, then we should confirm it with the word. These two work together. And this is what he's growing us up into because it becomes the irrefutable calling card that will shift the internal mechanism of an unbelieving, rebellious person. God needs us to allow this to awaken within us. And rather than run from it, we see, oh, this is why the enemy has said, even over our churches, off limits, off limits. Too big for you. Don't have enough faith. Doesn't happen anymore. Ended with the last apostle. This is why the enemy has marked this as special territory because God knows, he knows, he knows as well as God knows that this is the most revolutionary tool that we have to change a culture. The most revolutionary tool that we have, signs and wonders. We have the crazy privilege, and I want to read them to you, of practicing the gifts of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 8 and following. We have the crazy privilege of practicing the gifts of the Spirit every day, everywhere we go. Every day, everywhere we go. The gifts of the Spirit, the word of wisdom, having wisdom for a person that you wouldn't have known otherwise. Verse 8. The word of revelation knowledge, having knowledge about a person, potentially historical knowledge about a person. If you've seen Sean Boltz, if you've seen Ruckins McKinley, if you've seen <laughs> this, this insight over a person, you might even know they've got a sister in distress. You might even know they were molested when they were 12. You might even know their middle name. You might even know their birthday. You might know how many years they've been married. You might know where they went to school. You might know where they grew up. The, the Holy Spirit might show you something about their religious background. All at once, you have, by the Spirit, knowledge about a person that you wouldn't have otherwise known. And that knowledge is not to tear them down. That knowledge, according to 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, is to build them up. It's to edify them. It is to be released in such a manner that it draws them closer to him who loves them and, and shows them the love of the Lord is now being released to them and upon them. Number three, you might have a gift of faith for them, a gift of faith for them. They might be struggling in an area of faith or struggling in an area of deficiency or trouble or discouragement or there's something happening and you might have the gift of faith that moves the mountain for them. 
The gift of faith in this, the gifts of the Spirit, these nine gifts of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, the gifts of the Spirit, the gift of faith, this is not, this is not the gift of faith for you. These gifts of the Spirit are for the benefit of others. So watch for you suddenly having a gift of faith to move somebody's mountain. And don't walk away when you have that. Don't walk away. This can happen in Costco. This can happen in the bank if they let you in. This can, this can happen on the street. This can happen in your neighborhood. This can happen in the park. This can happen when you're on a walk. This can happen with an associate. This can happen through Facebook. Number four, miracles. Miracles. Somebody needs a miracle. By the way, this is, this is not going to be, uh, this is going to become more and more common for you that somebody, it's not a healing, but a miracle. They literally need something. Uh, they need, some of you, some of you re might remember a former administrator we had at the church, and he had uh, an appendicitis. Something happened with uh, a former administrator. And so we prayed that God would, this is a crazy one, right? We prayed that God would restore his appendix. Is that right? And uh, so when they opened him up, though, uh, God had given him a new, this is going to sound crazy, but God had given him a new one. Remember that? There's more to the story. Uh, but it would sound even more unbelievable. Uh, but God had given him a new one. He needed a new one. Um, prophecy. This is uh, seeing and releasing uh, the words that this, the testimony of Jesus over a person. Seeing a person as Jesus would see them. Discerning of spirits. Knowing what spirit maybe is harming, oppressing, uh, uh, troubling a person. Uh, speaking in a language you've not learned, tongues, and interpreting a language you've not learned. Now, all of this is going to become more and more common because God is releasing a signs and wonders movement. Because this is what is shifting globally. This is what's shifting globally, not just in the United States. This is what's shifting globally with the church. God is raising up a signs and a wonder church. And this is what it's going to take to do exactly what needed to be done in the days of the early church, Acts 2, 41. Acts 2, 41. Those who accepted the message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and the breaking of bread and prayer, and everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Now, what's being released today and what the church is moving into is not just signs and us being, uh, we were in awe at the signs and wonders that were released through Dwayne and Joel. And, and Elder Joe got to do one and, and Elder Craig and then a couple other elders, Elder Bill even got to get on that and, 
This that God is moving us into is for every single spirit-filled believer. We are going to have a global move of those who are moving in the supernatural. And this will become common for us. And look at this. We, we will be in awe. We will be in awe. We'll be like, this is so cool. Wow, God just got another one. Oh my goodness, this is so amazing. Acts 14.2, at Iconium, Paul and Barnabas went as usual into the Jewish synagogue. And there they spoke so effectively that a great number of Jews and Greeks believed. But the Jews who refused to believe stirred up other Gentiles and poisoned their mind against the brethren. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there, speaking boldly for the Lord who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to perform signs and wonders. If you haven't noticed it, this is all over the New Testament. This is what was happening in that day, and it's what is going to happen in this day, and it's what we must have in this day. Hebrews 2.3, this salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. He attested to it. He, he wants to, and we, we, you know, we have to avoid a mindset. We have a mindset that we have to kick out of our inner man that might have got there through some religion, some religious garbly goo, is that, that God only does this for like perfect people. God only heals perfect people. God only performs signs and wonders for perfect people. He'll only grow something that's missing for a perfect person. He'll only, he'll only heal a perfect person. Uh, that is so far from what God did and what God wants to do. And then the other crazy garbly goo that we have is that God only uses perfect people. Well, then none of these, uh, none of these 12 would have been used, and so many more than the 12. It wasn't just the 12, it was Stephen. It was so many more, Right? Acts chapter 5, 12. You still here? The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. And no one dared to join them, even though they were hardly, hardly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at the least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed. This is the greater works. Remember Jesus said, greater works will you do. He spoke this to the disciples who became the apostles. Greater works, the apostle just means those who transform culture. It was a word taken out of the Roman understanding. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. When, when Rome would conquer a region, they would leave an apostle there, an apostle, that is a Roman representative, to bring the culture of Rome. So now apostles 
They're known as apostles, those who bring the culture of Jesus, the culture of heaven. This is their assignment. First, they were pupils. They were students. They were those who were under the master, under the teacher. They were disciples. But when he leaves, they become apostles. The apostolic ministry hasn't finished, by the way. We are under the apostolic ministry. We are those who bring the culture of the king everywhere we go that he wants to conquer through us and then we remain where we conquer so that we can transform where we conquer with the culture of the king. We're apostles. We're under the apostolic anointing. It's a little stretch of the apostolic office, but I want you to see that we have an apostolic mandate, whether or not you function ecclesiastically in an apostolic office, you have an apostolic mandate. You are a culture transformer. We don't leave this to the clergy. We don't leave this to those who went to seminary. We don't leave this to those who read the Bible more. You and I are called to be apostolic transformers. Amen? I'm going to call Dennis up on the platform. Pastor Dennis, are you here? Where are you at? I know you're ready. Come up and grab that microphone as you come. Uh, we've been, uh, you know, when we opened up the food distribution on Thursdays, we were believing for signs and wonders and miracles, and it all started with uh, the drive through Easter. We had over 1,000 people come through drive through Easter. Come on up, come on up. We had over a thousand people come through drive through Easter. And uh, we were privileged to pray over every one of those people that came through. And Dennis was out there. I saw him in action. It was mind-boggling. And he is one who's been walking this out. So then as we went into the food ministry, and you remember the cross we had in here and the multiple postings of the prayer requests that people filled out, and we put them up on the cross. And I saw the passion in Dennis. I heard the passion in him, and it was so powerful. I'm like, man, I want this guy to pray over everybody. And he was just believing for all nine of these gifts of the Spirit to be manifest and for people to have their breakthroughs. Well, that's been happening every Thursday, every Thursday. And this is, this is what we, we're like, we, we have to take advantage of this, right? People are coming in for food. We're going to stop them first, and we're going to pray over them every single week. So if it's 150 families that come through, uh, every car that comes through and those that are in that car, then Dennis is out there, and he's had Jackie out there and Frank out there and others helping. And, and for a while, we had two, we had two lines. The drive-through, we had two lines because it was just so crazy. Uh, and he's been, now what's happening is we're weeks into this thing. Are we eight, eight weeks in maybe? We're eight weeks in maybe. Just about. Something like that. And so we've had, now we've had multiple testimonies. And I wanted him to share some of those testimonies with you, the miracles that have been happening with those that have been coming through the food line. Well, first I have to say, uh, thank you, Pastor, that I was one of those that thought, well, you know, I'm not perfect enough, or there are a few selected ones that are able to carry the signs and wonders. You know, there's a few of those, and amen. When that person comes, everyone should go there and receive healing. So I was one of those that also believed the same way. 
And then when the Lord brought us to this house, um, he restored our, our identity as children of God. And not only my marriage began to experience the transformation, but even the way that I was able to see and look at other people and see how much God is pouring into them. And that was kind of like... The, what allowed me to be able to see these miracles because God is in the business of doing these miracles. And so we just have to align our, 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 our thoughts and, and our heart with him to be able to just see what he does in and every one of the people that come by. And so, um, yeah, so that was part of that too. And um, so for the testimonies, I just put three. Um, and one of them was, uh, so a person came here, and I just used person instead of using just in case. So a person um, came in and, and said that they're at the verge of um, experiencing homelessness because they experienced uh, unemployment fraud. And so there's weeks and weeks of back pay, months, technically, and you know, the landlord is saying, no longer, I'm sorry, it's unfortunate. So we prayed, and um, I believed God <laughs> for this financial breakthrough. How did you pray, though? It's, it's important that we hear how you prayed. How did you pray? Well, it was a simple prayer. I experienced something similar a few years ago um, where we almost experienced um, uh, foreclosure and all of that because of a similar situation. And um, so I just said, just really calm, really relaxed, feeling the presence of God. And I said, you know what? Let's agree and let's just have that money be released. Like the enemy cannot hold that money. It belongs to you. It's yours. So let's just say, enemy, let go of that money and release it right now in Jesus' name. So it was something simple like that. And... Um, you know, before I thought I had to get all excited and, ooh, come on, you know. But it was really simple. And just we just prayed. And tears began to come out of the person's eyes. And then literally the next week, she, the person comes. And as soon as the person sees me, it's like, guess what? And I said, no way. <laughs> the money came through the situation you know was resolved everything was done and this is just one of many 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 um, another one is um, so another person was driving by and um, and this person said they literally felt they were like forced to come into this property this is on the, you know, like they said, literally, like I felt like my car and my body, everything just drove in here. I was like, oh, okay, well, welcome to our food bank. We're here every Thursdays from one to three. And then as soon as I finished speaking, I just felt so much love from God just being poured. And it was like a flow that came and poured onto her car and then it was hitting me. I held onto her car. I was like, whoa. And all of a sudden, tears begin to come out of the person's eyes. And I'm like, do you feel the Father's love for you? <laughs> and the person's weeping and weeping and end up speaking in tongues and just recommitting themselves to the Lord. They hadn't been going to church in a long time. They didn't have a church to go to. And so 
that was another one. Um, That's just a little teaser. Just a little teaser. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Cheeto. Lord, just a little Cheeto. <laughs> the Lord just brought restoration and you know just healing to that person. Um, this is a two for one combo right here. So, so this is a. Um, a family, she, uh, okay, I have to say she because she's pregnant. And then, so, uh, complications with a lot of pain, and the baby wanted to come out early. And um, so the person, she drove by uh, the first, you know, the first time that she came. And, you know, I can see her with her facial expressions, you know, like, you know, how can I pray for you? Oh, you know. And so we ended up praying for her. The following week, um, her pain had dissipated, but she came with someone else. It was her mom. And her mom came from out of state to care for her because it was complications in the pregnancy, et cetera, et cetera. But the mom said, hey, my daughter had, you know, had less pain after praying. So I want to say, if you can also pray for me because I suffer from anxiety, I suffer from panic attacks, and uh, I just got diagnosed with cancer. And I said, oh, wow, yes, definitely, let's pray. And so we prayed, and um, I didn't see them for a couple of weeks. And this last Thursday, they, they came. She still has her baby, full term. Um, and um, her mom is there, so they went back to the doctor. She's cancer-free. She's, she's going to have the baby on the date that the doctor said that she will have it. And so she's probably going to be giving birth, you know, between today and the next couple of days. And so that was another one, too. And so many, 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 many more. <laughs> Dennis is like, uh, Dennis is like the, the 70 disciples uh, in, in Luke chapter 17. Uh, when they came back after all the signs and wonders... It's like when he comes in uh, at 3 or 3.15 out of the food distribution, he's beaming. He's just got joy all over him, you know, because God's doing all these amazing things. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for sharing. Would you stay up here and do communion with me? Church, would you stand? And I'm going to ask the band to come. And uh, we'll get the elements ready. If you're watching at home or wherever you're watching, if you would get your elements ready. And I, I want you to just open up your heart as we go into communion right now, that you would just begin to say to the Lord that you, that you are ready, that you will be his ambassador of love. Signs and wonders give him glory. Signs and wonders steal and plunder all that the enemy's been working so fervently on right out of his grasp. Signs and wonders confirm that, that God loves people. Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders confirm that God uses imperfect vessels. He's releasing right now a signs and wonders movement. He's, he's pulling us into a signs and wonders movement.
This is going to be a global movement, a global movement of signs and wonders. It's us walking in the authority of Jesus, the victory of Jesus, the glory of Jesus. It says, as it, the word Christian means anointed. It's us actually walking out our name. Your name is not just that which is associated with a particular theology or truth or philosophy or way of seeing things. Your name actually means anointed. 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 Anointed to break yokes. We had a gentleman stop in the foyer two weeks ago. He just stopped in and he wanted some money and he said he would work for some money but he was distressed a little bit physically and toward the end of our time and encounter with him and I got him some money. He was talking about how his shoulder hurt. And I think this is where we begin a little bit is we, we just listen to people. We inquire of people because the moment someone shares something troubling or grievous to them, that's the Holy Spirit prying their heart open for you to take them through the doorway of a sign and a wonder. So I said, well, let's heal that right now. I'm going to pray for you and your shoulder is going to be healed and the pain is going to leave you. So I commanded his shoulder to be restored, his rotational cuff to be restored. He shared that it had been torn and surgery didn't repair it. And, and then I said, do, do what you couldn't do. Do what you couldn't do before. And, and he said, yeah, I just, I've always had this pain. I've always had this pain. I don't know, it just never goes away. I said, do what you couldn't do before. And he said, yeah, it just, it just, it's always so bad. And I said, do what you couldn't do before. He was so used to a religious prayer that actually did no good that he wouldn't stop talking long enough to actually try his shoulder out. So when he finally calmed down just a moment, long enough to hear that I was asking him to do what he couldn't do before, he did it and he's like, what you do? What, what you do? What, what you do? You, you must know somebody. I'm like, yeah? Yeah, how's the pain gone? Yeah, the pain is gone. This is common for us from now on. This is common for us. We listen. We discern. We perceive. And then we step out in the ministry of Jesus. Amen? Take the bread together. Let's say yes. Yes, Lord, we, we embrace right now common union with you. That as you are, so are we. As you are, so are we. That's what you've declared, 1 John 4.17. We receive right now the grace, the power, the leading of the Spirit 
to bring miracles, signs, wonders, healings, breakthroughs into people's lives. In Jesus' name, take the bread. in us, Lord. And as children who have been restored to our identity in you, Father God, we drink this cup in remembrance of you, and we thank you. Amen. Let's drink. If you're watching online, we just invite you to give your heart to Jesus. Find a local church. If New Horizons is not your church, if you're in a distant area or away from New Horizon, find a local church that believes in the fullness of the gospel. If you're in this local area, we invite you to let us know you're watching today. Let us know you've given your heart to the Lord. Let us know how we can be praying for you and be a blessing. God bless you, church.